Three people on a couch. Today's guest is Tessa Flores. She's an actor. She's a staff writer at HuffPost. And she modeled once in a creepy guy's apartment. They're still looking for him. <laughs> Tessa, welcome to the show. Thank Woo! you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be sitting on a couch with you guys. <laughs> this couch has had many, many Butts big names on and, it. and asses come through. <laughs> yes. Wow. It's been a cool. lot of people sitting in this so couch. So do you want to take us through your, um, your story? Because you're from Oregon originally, right? I am, yeah. I moved out here in 2010, shortly after um, high school. I went to acting school, you know, tried that for a very long amount of time, longer than any normal person should, and kind of, I think, rediscovered my love for writing recently over the pandemic, and then, um, yeah, started started working at HuffPost after a lengthy lengthy interview process were you writing <laughs> were you writing like on a blog or making your own content and then use that to submit like a portfolio yeah so i was doing a lot of freelance writing um i did everything from like copywriting for beauty brands to you know kind of writing my own opinion pieces and i would submit those for different um, online publications um you know, and I, I, oh, I also started, it's kind of in the works, but I'm starting my own new site. Whoa. Yeah, Woo! I know. Called Blah 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 News. Uh, B-L-A-H? Yes, Good. yes, B-L-A-H. <laughs> um, As opposed to yeah, B-L-A, B-L-A. <laughs> the onomatopoeia is sometimes confusing. You know? um, no, the the regular B-L-A-H, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I kind of want it to be like, a very sardonic, um, you know, view of of the world and news. Almost um, like a lighter version of the Onion type of thing. Yes, like not but, so, but more serious, obviously. But but very much like not a pessimist view, but very much a pessimist view of, <laughs> of the world. That the world in. is crap. Your life sucks, kind of. and well, you spend a lot on therapy. So yeah, no, very. I mean, I feel like it's kind of a coping mechanism in a lot of way to like recognize how like shitty life is sometimes like i do not believe in like toxic positivity like i think that's so harmful um i think it's okay to be like life is really shit right now and i take great comfort in that i don't know about anyone else <laughs> especially because the, the stuff that you're you're writing all the time i'm sure there's the stuff going on in the world right now a lot of it is not the most positive and for kind of like let's put our head in the sand and just meditate there's a time and place for that but then we also want people to become galvanized and take action so we can make the world but you know like better. i think that's so interesting approach because i really i really think that's a good idea to actually feel sad and actually feel like shit i mean as long as it's kind of controlled also obviously i don't want to feel that all the time but usually when i feel that i just take all the anxiety everything i feel like shit and then i'm being a victim for about 10 minutes i'm just sitting there and just like feeling all that and then i move on with my life yeah but i think that's key is not to sit with it like too long because some yeah. people yeah. can like develop like the victim mindset and i i think we've all been victim like victim of that we've all, <laughs> we've all been all victimized been, by all newspapers victim just so sort of, like victim. all my life shit um you know like i'm not getting the job i want like and then sort of going with that narrative into like because you sometimes you can almost go with that approach i know for like acting when you don't book for a while and this happens to everyone you kind of go in with this sense of like desperation i'm like i'm not gonna get it and you're like hi yeah, i'm auditioning for this and then you you almost deliver your lines with like a don't give it to me approach like whatever it is like wow i love milk you know like wow i love milk you know 
course not. You know, so like I think that's sort of like the it's almost like trying to validate your own self fulfilling prophecy. But, like, of course I didn't right. get it. See, but then the opposite can also be true. Like, if you've booked a lot in a while, you're on a roll. You walk in there like. I don't care if I get it. Like, I just want to have fun, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to try this out in this audition. And then you end up booking those, you know, yeah. but it also thing. like you get kind of pissed when the perfect girl they're using face up are, you know, posting on Instagram. And then she just says, you know, some, some weird quote about uh, how yeah. wonderful yeah, life yeah. is. And Travel you're like, with those or something like that. Yeah. We just, just well, at least I just like learned about face up, like, Four days ago, have you, have you heard of it? Have you heard of this? Oh my like god! No, it, it's like Facetune on steroids. She you was can... showing us to this, and then she, I don't use it. <laughs> it's, it's insane. So she she pulled it up, and she wasn't smiling for the photo. She was just had like a blank expression. She's like, "Yeah, now watch this," and it added teeth and a smile. Not her. I'll teeth. show you afterwards. It it's real. insane. It's scary and braces. Every, I mean, everything I know much. about social media is just out the window. I don't believe anything. Well, it's not, not like a real. Pl- place any anymore no and like (laughs) (laughs) so no social media is not a real place but it holds so much value because we put so much value into it it's like a very like yeah mind fucky thing it it like brings me severe anxiety sometimes or you've seen like the deep fakes of obama or something like what kind of risk does that pose for the future in terms of, I mean, you can literally make anyone think that someone said something and they do. Yeah. It's crazy for face app. Like, you know, face tune, it's like filters and smoothing out things. Face app is basically like, it turns you into a Mr. Potato head. You can like swap out the nose, swap out the eyes. (laughs) You can like swap out complete features. So real. Like we were playing around with that, even with me. And like, we added like, like hair hair (laughs) and like, and I was like, Oh my God. And it looks real. That's what's scary. And it's like, Okay, well, what is that going to be doing to young people, you know, like on social media? Because I was reading an article that TikTok apparently adds a filter. It's very small, very, very small percent to all videos by default. And now, so everyone just looks a little bit better, but you're unaware of this. And now Instagram is like, (laughs) well, now Instagram's like, well, they're doing it. Now we have to do it because they're trying to compete. So like, it just now they're just one up in each other. And soon we want to be like little avatars, like, you know, like, wow, Brian, you have like full blonde hair and, down to the floor. I, like, I didn't choose that. You know, yeah. it's crazy. I'm just thinking that I would walk around and think that I'm prettier than I am, which would be kind of nice. I think it like it can help confidence. But then it's like, look at Chloe. What about in real life? Exactly. Like, when you, like what happens when you meet this person in real life? Like, yeah, that's the thing I had. OK, so I had a friend. I, and she was catfishing so many people, like really, truly catfishing. And I always thought to myself, like, what would happen yeah. if she meet meet up with like those guys that yeah. approaches her and stuff like that? It's just how can you well, live with yourself? Well, it's almost like they're so afraid to even interact with people in the real world that just like the dopamine rush they get from the interaction online is almost like enough for them. And then you're having someone respond back to you, attracted to you because they think you're the image that you're presenting and you're still kind of getting that illusion that they're actually into you. You're forgetting once you're messaging that person for days and days and days on end, you're probably thinking like, oh, they are into me, but you're forgetting you're not presenting who you actually are. Yeah. It's like the girl on Euphoria. Isn't she doing that? The who? Oh, the, the girl that was doing this um sex. Yeah. I forgot her name. I can't, I can't. Wait, I'm so bad sh- oh, her character. Yeah. The, the yeah. Cat. Cat. Her name's Cat. Wait, she wasn't catfishing. She was just showing her feet. I thought. No, but original, originally she was 
catfishing by like writing all of this fiction, like erotic fiction or whatever. And people were assuming she looked a certain way. And then I think she was like slowly showing. Other her character is like, I'm going to own it. So nice arc. I do. I know. I do like that arc. That ha- so I am assuming everyone's. Have you seen Euphoria? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm upset. First I am okay. obsessed. I binged the first season like Man, what a fucking wild ride. Why is it so addicting? It's the soundtrack. I, I think the yes. soundtrack is half of it. The sound, music everything. is so good. The music and the color grading on everything. Uh, yes. It's all very cinematic. So and, beautiful. Yes. It's like, int- like the storyline is engaging, but also like it's simultaneous. And even when like Rue is getting high and like they do like the pixelation and the distortion yeah. down her face, it's like, damn, I want some fentanyl. This looks yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like this looks great. But we were yeah, talking the other day how that show for like a parent who has kids in high school right now, I'd be like, oh, oh my shitless. God. Like, I was not having that kind of hot sex in high school. No, I, I feel like there were drugs present and there's obviously sex going on, but Euphoria like really ramps yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like like you said, no one, yeah. no one had I'm that very hot jealous. Sex. Yeah. yeah, because it's like, I did not lose my virginity in that way. No, no. It, was, it looked completely different. Wait, which girl? Oh yeah, the, girl, the big girl. Cat, she lost her virginity, and then also the. But also, like trans- all the sex scenes, one. they're so intense. Yeah. And the guy that is supposed to be seventeen looks like he's, I don't know, Nate. Yeah. Nate. Yeah. He looks good. It's he's always adorable. like a hot twenty-five-year-old plays like a high school kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With all of these like demons. Oh yes. <laughs> I think oh, they yes. do have to cast like because all those people that played the high school, they're all in their twenties, and I think part of that is so it's just easier to do certain scenes. Yeah. Um, and then also there's, well, there's all those laws too. If like for kids, I think if you're under 18, you can only film for X amount of hours yeah. and you have to have schoolwork, I think. Well, Ashtray, his, well, his character is like relatively small, but I'm pretty Who's sure. Who's Ashtray? He, Wait, the little kid. The little kid. His name's Ashtray. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know this, oh, well, you haven't seen the first episode of the second season. No, they, I haven't. They kind of go into his origin story yeah, okay. and why his name is Ashtray. Can we clarify something? Such a yeah, there series. was a Christmas special, right? There's two, no, there's like three there, specials. I, I, I saw on Wikipedia any, today, there's like three there specials. There is, because I feel like I watched season one, then I watched all these like other specials, but then only... I haven't seen any, but neither. I'm I'm not privy to this. Are the specials like just one-offs? I think- They um, jumped the shark. It's like a musical episode. I don't know, but it's definitely like a Christmas special. There's- what what happened in the Christmas? Yeah. Is this it's a like, Simbad thing again? Or <laughs> no, no, it's sh- <laughs> the Mandela effect. No, no, it's a yeah. real thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, this yeah, is yeah, a real, yeah, real yeah. thing. It's funny. Uh, my friend was telling me he was on set doing background on that, and uh, the director, I guess, just came up to one of the background and was like, "Hey, can you just say this line?" And it's the scene with the um, when they're at the carnival. And I think she yells mm-hmm. at Rue like, you bitch or something. Yeah. That was just a background actress. And oh, boom. Cool. Now she's sag and like, yeah, just like that. Sex in the city. Just like that. Yeah. yeah I've, I watched I, that are too. You still, are you still <laughs> acting or? Um, so I definitely, yeah, I still audition regularly. I mean, everything has been self-tapes now, which yeah. has been, I, I don't know about you, but like, I absolutely love it. Oh, I don't. It's so Oh, really? Yeah, I like being in the room when they're like, because okay. you do a take and then the director be like, oh, can you actually just try this out? Oh, yeah, do more no, like this. fair enough, fair enough. I th- I think maybe for me, because I'm like a little type A and slightly a perfectionist, I like being able to mm-hmm. kind of experiment with that myself, I think, and like the privacy of my own home. But um, yeah, I mean, and the 
only thing that I've ever booked that's been of note is Glow, and my scene didn't even fucking air, so oh, they cut no. my scene. Oh. I was a hooker named Crystal. <laughs> Damn right. it! That's the worst when you like. Um, I remember I went to a premiere because my buddy was in a movie, and um, this <gasps> and was everyone went. in India, and um, he was like, he like told his parents, told everything, yeah. and he filmed for um, like three weeks, and oh. I only filmed for one day, and so we're both in the same movie, but a very oh, small no. scene. And they cut his entire sequence out. He's oh, no. he's in it for one scene, but in the background. And he was high, like, he'd all roll, like speaking roles and everything. And I was like, oh, that's I would have so fucking walked out. Yeah, and no one told him. Yeah, no, no one told him. That's another thing that's uncool. Like, I wouldn't have told my whole family. Yeah. <laughs> now he, they probably think I'm he lying. really should have checked that he was actually being kept in the movie. How? But you like yeah. you go to the premiere. It's like, oh, who knows? You you might not make the edit of this episode. I might <laughs> just crop right here. <laughs> I remember He's cutting right now. three people on a couch and I'm in a chair. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. man out. I remember the first YouTube video I ever made, maybe like six years ago. It was like a coming out video with a bunch of like jokes and everything. And uh, there's a, a show, it's a movie on uh, Netflix, Alex Strangelove. It's about a kid who comes out in high school. And I got a message from a woman named Shanye West. It was like, the hell? It's like Kanye's mom. And there, she was asking. If, she was asking if they could include my coming out video at the end of the movie that's going to be on Netflix. Really? And I was like, "This has got to be like some kind of scam or like something." I was like, "Yeah, go for it." And I waited, waited around, and then like six months later, Alex Strangelove came out on Netflix, and I'm in the end of it. Oh like, my what? god! Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. You have a better acting You're... career than Brian yeah. has. <laughs> uh, yeah. Was, you made it. You just don't know why. Wherever it's going to Can go. Can we watch that after the show? Yeah, I mean, I, there's no. So this is what it is. It's basically Alex is making his like coming out story, and then it like fades into like a mosaic of like a bunch of other people's coming out coming stories. Out story. And there's mine, and mine was like a joke about like Jerry Sandusky in the showers, and it's like everyone else is like crying and it's heartfelt. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> they liked it. So you know, you never know where anything's going. Do they to keep go. the audio, or is it just the? No. Uh, Oh. It's like I'm a square amongst like a larger <laughs> mosaic. Okay. They sent me like a magnifying oh, okay. glass with it. Like, like, <laughs> no, I think there's like maybe there's like 50 other squares up there, but it was still cool because I thought this woman was like catfishing me or just doing something weird, but I guess it was like her alias for the production. It's so hard to know. I feel like it's so hard. Some of these like casting things sometimes, especially if they're not through Actors Access or one of the big sites, like because there's sometimes a post on Facebook and they are legit, but you just yeah. kind of don't know. Yeah. It's like hit or miss. Do you ever go for those? Like, uh, the, no. no. Mostly because I'm too lazy. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but no, sometimes I think like, uh, I think it's like casting network. They'll send you like fucking so 100 emails God. a day. So many. And uh, sometimes if, you know, you do take the time to like look at them, um, you know, it could potentially be, yeah. be worth it. But most of the time they're very like uh, tattooed person to like stand in the background for something. Right. And they're, like right. I, this is not worth it my energy yeah there's a lot of sketchy ones on there and sometimes like yes. oh, i'm perfect for this and i'll read the role like and then i'm like why it'll be like only looking for asian men and i'm like why did i get this you know like or filmed or, in a, a back alley or yeah something. well maybe <laughs> i did you know maybe like there was one when i first moved i moved to la a year ago and i like first learned about the sites and i hopped on them and i like was just clicking on one and one was for westworld and they needed uh robots oh, or like yes. just to be naked yeah and i was like oh that could be interesting and yeah. i was like I don't know if I want to do that. Just be in a room of 500 people and you're just naked like this. Yeah. <laughs> you don't move. I know it's okay. So like in the very beginning or, or the scenes where they cut to like the robots yeah. being like repaired or whatever. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. I don't know if I do that. Like it's. Just I a, think I would. Well, look yeah. at it. Well, they're always season four, yeah. and sometimes they upgrade the robots. Like they'll oh. give them like um, there's one girl Bigger that penis. <laughs> <laughs> they'll do one um, one girl. I guess she. Um, I think she was. I, I heard this as well. She was a stand-in. I think a girl for one of the Indian characters. Okay. Uh, a Native American, sorry, uh, characters, and then they just liked her look. And she was just standing. And then they're like, hey, can you just say this line? Kind of oh, thing. amazing. Like, so these stories do happen. Yeah, yeah. Very rare, though. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. Maybe I'm Sorry an to interrupt. Yes. What would be your, like, dream role to play? Oh, man. I don't really... Um, Pick and choose. I think, like... Uh, I recently auditioned for American Auto. I don't know if you guys have seen any episodes. Is that, it's like, singing cars? I thought, no. I thought they were going to say American <laughs> Idol. This is for American Auto. Auto. No, I, think I was the role of the windshield wiper. It's on like M- MSNBC, I think. Um, it's very, very funny, actually. But the role that I auditioned for that I didn't get, but I absolutely loved, and I was like, this, this is what I would want to play. She was like this nerdy, like, um, uh, who are those people that that fix computers? What are they called? IT repairman. Uh, yes, she was an IT person, but she was super dry, like kind of bitchy, but just a very kind of like sarcastic, um, you know, not like super animated or anything, but it was just a very like she had these like zips, these zingers, these mm-hmm. very, and whenever she spoke, it was like intelligent and funny and like sarcastic. I think those kind of like low-level characters where you're like oh wow they're really funny or you know they're actually really smart i think those are kind of like well, have you seen what work, you want to workaholics do. you know yes. alice yes so exactly exactly yes. like that's funny and like quick yes. and like bitchy yeah what what would you say your type is like, like your agent sends you out for um i i often get like the zoe deschanel characters um yeah that's very often what yeah. i get which which is fine like like I'm totally okay with that. Is there like, a certain another type that they send you out for a lot? We like I don't want to do this. No, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I also really like to play stupid characters, like you know, like dumb, like dumb girls, like that. I don't mean to, that sounds kind of like derogatory, <sighs> but you know that that very like bimboy right. kind of character. I think those are really fun. Me too. Like yeah. if I were an actress or an actor, I. I don't know how to say it anymore. Do, do you say actor when you're a girl oh. or do you say actress? You say or is it just you usually just say yeah. Postmates driver. That's not true. That's not true. It's Uber Eats. Actually. It's Uber Eats. Yeah. Oh, they're they're sorry. required. Oh. Sorry. Sorry about that. No, but I mean, I would also want to do one of those fan- yeah. fun characters or a really mean one. Yeah. I could see you being in like a Heather's remake. Yes. Or like you'd play a great you, bitch. Yes. What? You'd be a great bitch. I think so too. You are I a really think so too. <laughs> the, what? Fuck me You're gently a bitch. with the chainsaw what? character. Have you seen the Heathers? No. Oh my God. What she says, fuck me gently with the chainsaw or whatever. <laughs> what? That, yeah. That's like most iconic line. I didn't see this. <laughs> so for for HuffPo, is it HuffPost? HuffPost, yeah. Um, do they give you certain topics or do you find your own articles? How does that work? Like, do you meet like once a week or I, I test today, you're writing about this or you just find stories? Yeah. Um, so I mainly work on the shopping team. Um, so I do write a lot of like shopping centric articles, but most of them are centered around uh, culture and lifestyle and also current events. Um, so it is very much like a news forward way to approach shopping um, and kind of smart consumerism. But what I essentially do is I'll pitch, you know, 10 ideas to my editor and then she picks and, um, it, you know, we go from there. Um, we just finished doing 
we're doing a lot of Black History Month coverage right now, so I was able to interview um, black bookstore owners and, and get you know some of their picks for amazing black books that are written by black authors. Um, I'm also launching a HuffPost book club that's going to start mm. in March called um, HuffPost Bookish. Um, we'll be the so first yeah. sort of book club we have. Yeah. Whoa, that's, so that, that's, that's huge. Yeah, You're taking the ball excited. and running with it. That's that's yeah. good. Thanks. Um, I am pretty excited about it. A little overwhelmed, <laughs> but um, no, I'm I'm I have a deep, deep love for literature and books. And I think being able to like have this platform to like explore it with other people who also love books mm. is like that's awesome. Very much a dream come Do you okay, know? so no. So <laughs> no. she really is a yeah, bitch. I know. <laughs> no. 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 She turns my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> no. After you, Amanda. I'm sorry, Ryan. Can we loosen his leash? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, books. Yeah, books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> books. You accosted yeah. him for that. No, yes, that's why I got shunned. No. For? <laughs> okay, continue. I'll no, 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 no. I, I don't know what it is now. Oh, no. now, I'm in, now I'm in this laughing mode. Okay. <laughs> so. Uh, books. What books. are they? <laughs> what are they, and how do I find them? No, but I really, I really love to read. Yeah. But I've had a very different time to find really interesting books because I find that here in America, a lot of the books are very fact-based. It's like you know, yeah, the nonfiction. And even when I try to read fiction, I don't really get that flow. But oh, you know that wonderful flow you have when you have like a you know a favorite book and you can't put it down because mm -hmm. one i think one of the best books recently was this book called a little life it's uh, i think it's like a japanese author or something but since then i haven't really gotten that flow i've read some stephen king but it's like that's like popcorn reading to me that's yeah like, that's like junk food reading that's yeah like it's good. It's you know quick. It's interesting. Yeah, because the the Stephen King one is like, mm, you know what? I, yeah, just like you're describing. But I really want to read some new great books, and I don't really know where to start because right now I'm just in this. Um, so what I'm reading right now is this Blink. Have you read that one? Blink. Yeah. The Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, exactly. And that's never also heard of very. It. Never it's heard very of statistics. It. <laughs> statistics heavy. Yeah, it's just like this facts kind of books, and it's so many of them. Because I'm trying to find some inspiration. Mm -hmm. So I go to like Amazon bookstore, but I can't really find any good ones. What, are your what top should five I books? do? No, we take that later. But like, <laughs> what should I do? Well, I think maybe I know for me that when I read certain books, I definitely like the language to flow a certain way, just like you said. Um, or else I kind of like I don't find it very satisfying to read. Yeah. So I think ultimately it might just be like trying different authors and experimenting to see like what kind of writing style speaks to you, I think. Um, yeah. Over like the content maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I just have such a hard time to know where to start. Like where do yeah. I find good books and well, tips about... What do you like to like read? Like, like what kind of stories do you yeah. like? No, I don't really like... Danielle Steele. Thrillers. Because it's like... <laughs> I don't know. Rab it just feels like next to you while you read it. No, but you know, it's like you're watching a movie that is. Huh, that's well, how I feel about you, thrillers. One thing I read recently um, that I, th I think Ryan Holiday or someone was talking about is like if you don't like a book, 
You don't have to finish it. No, you I don't know. do that with the movie. I feel you don't so go, guilty. This doing movie, that. I know, so but why guilty. is that? Yeah, do you feel, I don't know. Do you well, watch a TV it, show and be like, this TV show is awful, but I feel guilty. So let me watch all well, 10 if you, seasons. Well, if you bought a book, it's like that buyer's remorse. You're trying to escape just by forcing yourself I through. Feel like that, betrayal. That's what happened to me. Everyone was like, you should watch like the Kim Kardashian sex tape. I was like, no, I prefer the <laughs> I, pre- I prefer the book, and I I could barely get through it. <laughs> what are your top five books? Oh, that is a very difficult question. Uh, not to top answer. top five. Five books you really enjoy. Yeah, yeah. five books I really enjoy. What would you recommend for Amanda? For yeah. someone who's um, just learning how to read and. I'm cute. <laughs> He's so mean. He is. No, it's all it's all good fun. Um, I like uh Tim uh Tom Robbins, not to be confused with the inspirational speaker. Wait, Tom Robbins. Like, is that he five? Wrote, he no. wrote Jitterbug Perfume. Um, even cowgirls get the blues. He was like a very his writing is like lyrical. It's like literally a chunk of like. I don't know. Like when you read it, it's just so beautiful. It's like sold. he really has like mastered language. Most of it is, in, in fact, all of his books except for one, I think, are um, fiction. Yeah, awesome. Because that's okay. really what I what I like. I like to read fiction, and yeah. So continue. That's the first yeah. that you're recommending. Um, I currently right now I'm reading and I'm obsessed with it. Um, it's called Animal by Lisa Tadeo. So um, it's not for the faint of heart. There's a lot. There's rape and an abortion and like everything you can possibly think of. But it's sen- it's essentially about kind of the very emotional and physical risks of being a woman and like female rage. Um, it's really, really good. Um, those are like two that are like popping up for me right now. Uh, Langston Hughes, anything by him is just you know, James Baldwin um, is amazing. Have you read um, Shantram? Uh-uh. No. What is this? I've oh, never it's heard so of this. Good. It's oh a big God. one, though. It's like 900 pages. Okay. Um, it's um, David Gregory. I forgot his name. The guy wrote it. But it's ba- loosely based on a true story about okay. a guy that escapes from prison in Australia and then escapes to um, Bombay. And I know then, who you're talking. The guy. Yeah. The uh Julian Assange or whatever? No, 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 no something else. No, okay, no, no. okay, okay. Uh, he basically escapes, gets involved in like the like the the mafia over there, then also sets up a clinic to help poor people for medicine. <gasps> and he's just, like on the run, and it's loosely based on a true story. It's really, really good. About to be turned into an Apple TV show. Oh my god, amazing! Um, highly recommend it. it. It's like a love story, and um, it's so good. It's yeah. so good. Another one I'm trying to get into. Have you read Overstory? Uh, uh-uh, uh, never no? heard of it. No, it's about like trees. Cool. Uh, I yeah. love that. No, that's so cool. <laughs> but I want a Pulitzer yeah. Prize. It's supposed to be really, really good. Yeah. Um, but there's some of those books like, you know, like I want to read, but I just can't but get through them. Brian, what's your favorite book? Probably Shantaram. Okay. Oh my God, um, now I have to read it. That, I read that. Uh, I finished reading that in Thailand in a monastery. And I was like, I need the fuck out of here and I want to go to India. Like, <laughs> oh my it God. Was, it's so good. It just, it's such a page turner. And the way he's describing being tortured and then okay. the escape and then his falling in love and like, it's really, really good. Have you yeah. read The Alchemist? I didn't love it. it I didn't love it either. I didn't. Everyone's like, "How oh, it's my." I was like, "Okay." Have you read that? Alchemist? Uh, no, but I, I've heard some. It did not seem like up my alley. A yeah. lot of people really like pump it up, though. A lot They're of like, people. It's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. You know I remember when I read it when I was like sixteen, the and Alchemist? then it had like a big impact on me because it, you know, it talks about like follow your heart more or less. Yeah. So I think that's when it was great for me but if i would read it now i'm not sure i'm not so sure but it's it's a fictional story and it has like cute little mm. small stories in it and i like that i think like for me like the the books i'll read like um even unbroken like as commercial as that was the book by late 
Hilbert something. What's, what's her name? Unbroken? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of like something called Unbreakable. I think I'm thinking of something else. The no, movie, no, the that's movie? not that. That's the. Um, that's, that's a movie. Yeah, yeah, not okay. that one. Yeah. Okay, okay. This is a, it's based on true story um, okay. about this, um, a guy that basically is like a troublemaker in high school. Then he joins the army, ends up at the Olympics, meets Hitler, then ends up going to World, uh, World War II. And then like gets like stuck in a um, Japanese uh, camp over there for like three years and escapes. And it's based Whoa. on a true story. And it's, 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 it's insane. It was also made into a movie as well. Okay. Um, and another great one is um, what's the guy that writes uh, nonfiction? Um, Devil in the White City. Mm-mm. Oh, that one. It's like it sounds really boring because it covers the 1890 World's Fair. Okay. And it covers that and how they're sort of putting that together, which can you know get a little boring after a while. But then he also covers um, a serial killer that used the World Fair to hunt women. Oh. And so it's, and it's based on true story. So he's covering these two things on them organizing it and then them trying to capture this like serial killer. Um, also cool. being made into a movie with, I think, Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay, but do we like when books turns into movies? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to see how it's portrayed versus how you were imagining it in, yeah. your, in but your head. That's why I don't like it because I like to read because that's the imagination, you know? And then when you see something on a screen, it's like, okay, that's going to be the guy. That's how Harry Potter is going to look for me now forever, yeah. you know? Did you read Harry Potter? I never did. You didn't? No. I did, but later in life. Okay. Is it still yeah. worth reading? Uh, definitely, I think so. I, yeah. I know there's I a lot of like controversy surrounding her. Um, but I, I honestly didn't, the Harry Potters, I think her other stuff definitely is like anti-trans, but I didn't really find that within the Harry Potter series yeah. whatsoever. Um, but her other stuff that she wrote under an alias definitely is. But yeah, is. I think, I think it, yeah, it's like a classic story and I think for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, the boy who lives. It's the biggest yeah. book probably in the but last to be years, fair, right? I think that Harry Eventually, Potter... Yeah. I don't know how old I was, but I was like very, very small. And I think Harry Potter was kind of the savior for my generation of actually your reading. Yeah. Just going to say that because we all read it. We all became obsessed. So it really encouraged you to read. Mm -hmm. I obviously read it in Swedish, so it wasn't in English. but, But still, it was, I loved it so much. And I think that really opened up the easiness of reading because I think that a few people are feeling like reading is almost like a chore because you get have to do it in school. But this yeah. was the first book that I was really like engaging in and they're big also and it's a yeah. lot, but I, that I really wanted to read. Yeah. Definitely. And I think too, some of the books like that we're forced to read in school as well. Um, and you're like, oh, and you just read and form to write that stupid paper really fast. I've kind of gone back and read a few of them, like The Giver. Yes, I love What an amazing story. Yeah. Like, wow. It's almost like our minds weren't ready to digest all of it at that age. And yeah. just having it assigned to you, it kind of turns you off in yeah. a way. But when you're attracted to it naturally later in life, you can actually appreciate it. That's even, how I felt about a lot of books that were assigned. I wouldn't even read them. I would skim and write the paper. Because right. Like House of Mirth was whenever it was one. It was like just stuff like, I was like, I don't, I'm not into this at mm. all. Have you reread like I read uh, like maybe two years ago? I reread um, Animal Farm and 1984, yeah, and oh my god, so, well. so relevant. Have you so scarily relevant? I know it's he's so fucking amazing. Yeah. But he actually wrote um, I can't remember what it's called, but I read it during the pandemic. He wrote basically essentially a autobiography of his time spent in Paris. Oh, Paris <laughs> and well, Paris and the, the and UK. Myanmar, right? When he was in the war? No, 
No, it no, was just that. it was just he just bounced between the UK and Paris. Okay. And kind of I mean, you see kind of in his mind where his opinions about you know, wanting to have a more socialist government, uh, kind of where they formed, mm-hmm. um, and the way he viewed poverty and what it was like in as he he was like essentially homeless in this autobiography, but um, yeah, if you're an Orwell fan, yeah, it was so good. I love it. I'm pretty it. sure there was one book he wrote before all that. He could have, yeah, definitely. Because um, I'm pretty sure he was in Myanmar at one point, or it might have been India. I can't remember. Okay. Um, but so, but again, that kind of shaped him. Yeah. Have you read 1984? No, such I never good, did. It's such a good book. I feel like it's a very big American. Yeah. Book maybe. Yeah, yeah probably. I think or like it's very I mean, big. It's very I mean, big in China. I mean, we. <laughs> I mean, Swedes, we're pretty good at taking international authors. It's not like we're only reading Swedish Swedish ones, but no, I, I haven't read that one. Um, no, sorry. But got, it's it's also I funny because it. okay. <laughs> I've started to like read things that you probably read in school, like, like How to Kill a Mockingbird. That's the one oh, I yeah. recently, you know, read. I haven't read that since school. It, and don't I you didn't read in school <laughs> since and that's it. something like it's probably a really good book but it's just I had such a hard time getting through it because I never got into that flow so I was like you know and right. then you're and like the language the is different because you learn mo- like modern English I presume yeah and so I think the language is a little bit different from the 50s it might have but you I find just, that like sort of challenging when they're like I mean not challenging but it just it doesn't flow and that can be in any kind of book i read you know i read (laughs) this is kind of a stupid book but i tried no (laughs) so i tried to read um oh you know devil wears prada she came out with a new book called when life gives you lululemons i think it's a very girly book but that had such a great flow. So, you know, it's like a one day read where right. you just like go through it. I'm not going to like walk around town and reflect on the story <laughs> and the meaning yeah. of the book. But it was like a really good flow. So and a way to de-stress too. like reading. Oh, yeah. Like I think it's been scientifically proven that when you it's been scientifically proven that when you fact <laughs> <Black> checkers, <laughs> Jamie, pull it no, up. No, you should look it up. Actually, when you read, I think for like three minutes like your heart rate significantly slows on Interesting. like it actually de-stresses you i was just reading this um or watching a video about it in terms of how to read faster and oh. apparently when you're reading um and you can all try this right now if you close one eye and put your finger on the I, eye uh, now look left to right like you're reading and you're gonna feel your eye sort of bounces around mm-hmm. it doesn't go left to right like this it kind of goes like this and so when you're reading a page, your eye does that. And that's why you sometimes lose focus sometimes. You have to go back and read it. And a way to sort of hack that, and it's a little, it's kind of annoying, but if you take your finger and you trace the line as you're reading it, you actually read significantly faster. Do you know what I do? What do you do? I read out loud. You read I, out loud? I have. Really? This is ever since I was a child, I would go into the library as a kid in my elementary school and literally go stand in a corner and fucking read out loud like a psycho. And I still do that to this day. I, I love that. that. I, I don't like stand in a corner no. anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, there she is. <laughs> Libraries closing around the awesome. country as a girl keeps. <laughs> but that's awesome. Who <laughs> walked down the street? <laughs> <laughs> and then die, die, die! <laughs> you. Oh my God! Does she go here? 
<laughs> but also like funny. How long did, like, did call me how away. long did it take you to get expelled from your school? <laughs> <laughs> and also like a few weeks. <laughs> and also like your roommate is like if you have a roommate, I don't know, but like having a roommate and then like oh what's she up to? And she's like I was just probably reading yeah, no. in her room. So long, but though? it's it's making your um, conversational voice and your vocabulary much 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 improved. That's right. Much, much, much. <laughs> it makes it go good, much, good, much, good. There's <laughs> a real superfluous nature to post modern expressions. Um, I, I don't know. It, de- it does add, definitely add time. Like it's yeah. quicker to like read in your head. But um, I don't know. I've always maybe again. It's like my love of words. Like sure. I really enjoy reading out loud. Well, Are you second- in a relationship? I am, yeah. Do you read to that person? No. She reads all her. <laughs> she reads all her dirty talks. So. No, but I just like your diary. That's my diary. No, but that was because I was in a relationship where we did that, and that was like the most cosiest thing. Aww. Yeah, maybe I'll ask. Him. Yes. I'll be like, do you want me to read you? It's interesting. Yeah, because so, then you do something, you know, that you yeah. enjoy, and he can yeah. enjoy it with you. Yeah, I th- I like that. That's a good idea. It's I, a, honestly, I, I, I love that. Loud, I actually can't focus as much. Oh, okay, interesting. I find that because I get too much into like performative mode. Yeah, oh, and then oh. she traveled into the distance. Okay, so. and I'm like, I'm like, no, say it more with more emphasis. Really, like, so, yeah. you know, especially if someone finds out you're an actor, I'm like, oh, I really got to read this yeah. well, you know. Yeah. But an, a second way um, that they're talking about in terms of speed reading, if you want to read faster, is actually to ditch the monologue in your head. Mm-hmm. We're taught to do that so we can learn how to pronounce words and this sort of thing in school. But actually, if you don't do that in your head, you just sort of read the words without saying each syllable. You can read uh, like sixty times. Uh, faster, sixty percent faster. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know? Speaking of inner monologue, tell me. I heard that there's a large majority of people uh, who don't have inner monologue. Inner inner monologue. I also saw that somewhere. And I don't. And I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like it's very interesting. I'll tell you what. I don't. not only do I have an inner monologue when I'm uh, very stressed, it's almost like an orchestra that's yeah. overtaking my mind, and you're just like, it "Am must. I schizophrenic?" Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember when I was in college in Boston, and I hadn't come out yet, and I was like pledging a fraternity. And I was so fucking stressed out every day. I was like sitting in lecture, and my inner monologue was so loud, it was like tormenting me. It was like, "Come uh-huh. out, come out. You need to come out." It was turns out it was the kids sitting behind me, but still. <laughs> It's like fucking asshole. <laughs> Let me do this on my own time. Yeah, the the monologue. I feel like it, it serves a purpose, and when it's usually running, it's usually running like negatively, at least for yeah. me, or but like it's making me do a post mortem of like, was that weird? What did I just do? Are they looking at me? Am I standing 100%. weird? So it's really just like the inner critic. I How, feel like people but, don't yeah. have one. That's so interesting. It is it, no, it is super. Interesting. That's alone. That's alone. But I mean, I okay. <laughs> inner monologue. I don't is, is have like a voice. Do you hear like a voice when you have that? See that, and that's the thing. Like when I ask people, because my friend um, Ramona also said that she doesn't experience an inner monologue. No. And then, but but then she'll say stuff like, "I do think about like what I have to do the day before or something like that," and I'm like, "Well, that sounds like an inner monologue." to me right. so yeah because that's the weird part because i saw that it was like a clip somewhere that, where it's yeah. like oh i just found out that people don't have monologues and i was like well i don't have a discussion with myself you must but should okay. i buy i'm this? thinking I not, but, but you're, not but, like but that like there's nothing going on in no no it's like yeah. it's a lot of things going on but i don't have a like a monologue like i don't t- tumbleweed i don't blowing. like don't think ramble. the monologue like no i, I like, think i i 
Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like a monologue in the sense of like, hey, um, Amanda, welcome. It's more just like that. <laughs> yeah. That's like freaking around. You Do know you in LA, ever... people that have that inner monologue will actually send that voice out on auditions. <laughs> it's another way that just push forward. Do you ever, though, sometimes have a conversation with yourself and then ask yourself who I'm having a conversation with? And then, like, yeah. That's always when I was living alone, and even when I'm alone here, I'm always talking always. to myself. It's like a way to stay you say, sane. I, wait, comforting do you too, say like, I should do this? Do you say we should do this sometimes? No, I, I don't say we. Well, maybe I do. I don't know. The thing is, sometimes I'm just like, no, I talk to my cat a lot too. I talk to my <laughs> cat. That's awesome. I Yeah. I thought about that. I was like, I should. it should be so nice to have like a cat yeah. or a pet just to be able to talk out loud totally. when you're alone and it yeah. be socially acceptable well they can like feel sort of emotion so they don't know like like oh this book was great they don't like yeah they just agree like, <laughs> like, it's like they can pick up the wavelengths and sort of if it's yeah. a good intention or a bad intention yeah. i mean most people can do that right if i'm just like i versus like you're like oh god i find when you're experiencing like joys and you're really in the moment in life it's not there as much or at at all it's it's the most it's the lower points when you're stressed out about something you're ruminating or uncomfortable that's that's when it's that inner critic well a lot of the time it can be ego too like you're like you fine you got this just do it just do it and there's a difference between like ego and confidence right confidence is when you have confidence, it means you usually have done something so many times, you've done it well. So you know that if you're placed in that circumstance again, you're going to succeed. And a lot of times ego can be like, you haven't done it well. And you're like, no, I got this. I can do this. And like, and then sometimes your ego can go against itself and be like, you, you, you don't have this. Just give up. Do something else. You'll be better at this. And So Amanda, you say you never have that voice. If you ever experience like anxiety and have the physical symptoms of anxiety, it doesn't, it's not paired with that voice. You just feel physical unpleasant sensations. I mean, the thing is why I thought about that I don't have a voice and I'm not sure if I have words either because sometimes I have a very hard time to know how I feel. When it feels like anxiety, it's more of a physical sensation. Yeah. I just like walk around more and I can't like find a way to be. I, You're not I sitting and this. thinking about like this bad thing. No, I, I never problem. really have like a monologue so of this is this is <laughs> no, bad. This is bad. This is bad. I'm just like, I just feel like something is up because I'm doing this all the time with my fingers and I'm like scratching so and I do these things. And also when I think about, you know, because... I also think a lot in pictures. I don't really think Whoa. in words. Yeah. That's so cool. Don't like and that's the weird part because no one ever have these conversations. So I'm like, don't you? Or do you think in words? Oh. Uh. Uh, do you think like <laughs> Oh, you're speechless, so in probably the- not. <laughs> Are you thinking it works? Like my head is uh, we, like we, we, I think we think in both. Everyone thinks yeah. in images, yeah, right? You're yeah. thinking of, you're yeah. thinking about going yeah. home to your boyfriend after so this. You're I not thinking what like, this looks like yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. So I mean it's it's more pictures or stuff like that, but not words. I don't I don't know. That's do you really dream when you do dream? Uh, is there mm-hmm. ever dialogue in the dream? Like there the must be, is, right? But that's the thing. I don't dream. My friend I told Ramona you that she didn't dream. You're, yeah, you no, dream, I don't. You're just not remembering. Yeah, you're not remembering. probably. You don't dream, you'll go crazy. You're definitely yeah. dreaming. You're just not remembering. Yeah. Anything. So I was gonna ask if you dream when you do think. If you're like, let's say you're when you're thinking to yourself, you do this, right? Hmm. Um, and say like, oh, do I want to get a Starbucks mocha or, or this, right? When you're thinking those thoughts, are you thinking in English or in Swedish? English. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. When it shifted. It, when do you really? ever? Sh- yeah. But before, but when you were in Sweden, it was it was obviously Swedish, right? Yeah. When did that shift happen? Not really sure. Um, it's I think it's one thing when you live in a different country where 
you everyone know, is speaking yeah, everyone is yeah. speaking English and also everything is written in English. Mm-hmm. So it's just easier. So actually I had a conversation in Sweden is in Swedish and I have lost a lot of words because it makes sense. More of the English words makes more sense. Whoa. So I'm like, oh, oh, wait, this. Um, um, and I so I really don't sound that intelligent in Swedish, which is like, damn it, because I, I, I sound very like foreign. In English too, because I'm. Yeah, I know. I think you're. Yeah, you, not you, you not, you've crossed like, over. Now. No, but, but you know what I mean. You have fluent English now, broken Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know Crutch what I mean. It's like sometimes I can't find the English word either, and I'm like struggling something sometimes with you know how to build up my sentence structure and stuff like that. But now I'm like bad. I'm I'm good, but bad in English. And I'm bad in Swedish. It's like, damn it, where did like all like my you, you language had, like, go? That inner dialogue more when you were a um, a child in Sweden, and once you started learning English and going into that direction, it like went away because it was a shift in language. Um, did you have like an inner interpreter you had to hire? <laughs> that's so. You're working with Amanda's Swedish inner voice. That, but that's the thing, because I'm I'm just thinking it that. For me, now I'm up to speed, but like in the beginning when I started learning learning English, like if you were to say a joke, it would be like having me on link, you know? So I would be like translating your joke and then I'd be like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes later, she yeah. starts cracking up out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> but now I'm up delay. to speed, so that's good. And I think that helps when you think in English because, you know, you read everything in English. It's just easier. Do you ever I think meditate? that's why. No. Try doing that. Just sitting, or not even, you don't have to meditate. Try just sitting still. Like, turn your phone off and just sit in a corner. It sounds so boring. And just sit there with your thoughts and see what happens. Why do we have so so much resistance to meditating? Um, Sitting still. I also, I, so what I did during the pandemic, I did like a 30 day meditation challenge where I would, you know, meditate for. I think it was like five minutes or 10 minutes. Mm. And like, it, I was so shocked at how difficult it was yeah. to silence your thoughts. It's like, and I think it also was coupled with like this very inherent productivity guilt that like so many people have, especially in America. Like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. Exactly. My and career's it, not where it should be. I'm yes, not doing enough. And it's so debilitating sometimes that I literally feel guilty for like spending 10 minutes of my day trying to like just chill. Mm. Like, that's not that's not healthy. Did you continue the practice after? I didn't. No. But I think I should. You you seem like you're like a I go big on meditator. I that's, go back and forth. So I go through yeah. times like um I've done Vipassana, which is the 10-day silent meditation retreat. That's, that's No, that's not what That's I'm more doing. like you're just focusing, you're doing sort of body scans and focusing on like um different areas of your body and what that feels like. I've also done um most recently I learned TM, uh transcendental meditation. And I actually find that to be the easiest. So a lot of meditations, you're like maybe focusing on your body, focusing on your breath. So you start doing that. And then like maybe 10 seconds in, you're like, what do I need for lunch? Shoot, I was meditating, right? Then you go back. And that's normal. That's going to happen. But I find with TM, and you can probably do this with anything. TM is just you giving a mantra, a word. Yes. um, And it could be anything. It could be like um, the pillow is red, whatever that phrase, the pillow is red. And then you're just saying that the pillow is red. The pillow is red. And you're saying that internally. It gives your brain something to focus on. And so when you keep focusing on that that saying, it, your brain it's harder for your brain to start thinking about other things. And then when you realize that does happen, because it's going to happen, you're going to shift over and be thinking about lunch. 
you just gently come back. But you don't want to attack yourself. Yes. And be like, you stupid idiot. Like, you were supposed to be meditating. You want to like sort of gently come back with it. And I think what it does in the days I do meditate and I feel more, it makes you feel more grounded and you're able to get more work done. Because you're more focused. You know, actually, what I do do that I think maybe is like a form of meditation. Um, I experience ASMR. Uh, I love ASMR. Yeah. yeah. That's not a trigger for me right ASMR. now. But but yes. Yeah. You had a really good whisper voice, actually. You should Thank make you. ASMR videos. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> we tell the video. No. I mean, the joke. It's not even a joke. I had a, um, a, a date come over. And, <laughs> and you whispered to her. No. Can I tell? Can I tell? Yeah, you tell. You tell. He brought a date over and I was, was I watching ASMR? I, I, she I, came over. I think so. And I was like sitting there. I was like, I really like the taps. And I like, I watch, like watching people get massages and like play with their fingernails over different <laughs> things. Like, what the and fuck? And sometimes I like watching people like get physicals. She thought I was special needs. She crouched down there. <laughs> She sat on the floor like, and said, that's so interesting. Like, how, does, how does it make you feel when you're watching that? I was like, and I'm like, I'm like, like can we get him a helmet? This. Like, Steve's like, a, he just stand up. Like, but he was like playing. And she's like, I think you might have been high. I was, I was high. <laughs> and so she sits down cross like She's a, she's like, a teacher. Me, so that was Tell like, me more. And Steve's like, yeah, I just like the sounds and how they like. <laughs> and she's like, that's so interesting. Does it calm you down? No. It's so calming. ASMR, when you get a tingle that like hits, it's like up there with an orgasm. It's like an orgasm that's above your sex organs. It's like, it really is like this tingling feeling. It's really, really, so relaxing. really Can relaxing. Can we make a three people on the couch ASMR video? I have an ASMR video know, on you YouTube where I make, I make jokes the whole time in ASMR. <laughs> but it, it's actually, it's, I'm very susceptible to it. Anytime, yes. like I was at the optometrist the other day and she was just like doing all these different tests to me. Anytime someone's giving me this like personal attention and doing something, I'm like immediately in that relaxation state. So I wrote an she article. She told me I had glaucoma and I was like, oh, I'm so relaxed. I don't even care. <laughs> Do you really? You don't know. Okay, good. <laughs> don't Glock block me. Okay? <laughs> um, I actually wrote an article about ASMR and spoke to his name is Richard. He's actually a doctor and has dedicated most of his, like a large majority of his career to, well, in recent times, to understanding AS, autonomous meridian response and how it like has developed and why some people experience it and why some people don't. Um, he's even written like a book on it. He started ASMR University. Like it's a huge, you know, venture in, into how ASMR can potentially be a helpful thing for people mm. to like cope and to relax. But apparently it like, I can't remember what I was going to say, but, but the reason why we're so, we receive tingles when we watch these like personal attention videos is because it has something to do with like, a very like mammalian interaction that we had in our like evolution, oh, like you, like a mother and a something huh. like that. It's and like I think it also thing. like you can tune out the fast pace, like sensory overload we all experience when you're just watching a video and someone, a girl's just tapping her nails on something over yeah. and over again. It's, it's also definitely slows a form things of down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it slows everything down. Yeah. I will. I have like some of my go-to videos, and one is just a girl that's giving a. A guy like a massage. Okay, <laughs> to show what that was it's going. just a girl. She's so, on her knees. Wait, this, that wasn't ASMR. No, she, she's just like, she's just like massaging. She's like, okay, I'm gonna use the coconut oil. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm just coming all over the place. <laughs> like me mentally, it feels like that. I've I've read that it's actually like neurons that are firing and like dying off, and that's creating that tingling, tingling. sensation. Yeah. I oh yeah. <laughs> Man, so you, you, do you, you don't experience ASMR. No. Have you ever felt like a like a tingling feeling kind of at the top of like the crown of your head and it kind of like say like someone moves a certain way? No, never. Yeah. Okay. And I mean you come upon these 
ASMR videos, but I guess I never really gave them a chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe it was just... I think there's a lot of stigma around them still. But, but it's just... I don't know. They freak me out. And I Can don't feel do anything. I'm just like... Uh, what? Can we do one with you after? I do have to watch all of it. How no, long I, is it? Actually, it's called Virtual Barbershop. Have you done that one? No. Is oh. it like the Turkish haircut? Yes. Those are a great yes. Team. Yeah, but I know feel, what you're doing. You're actually, you're going to feel like someone's actually there giving wow. you a haircut and massage. And I want to see, I'm curious because that sensation you feel on the crown, that tingling, yeah. a lot of people get it. I'm so curious okay. to see you get okay. it. Okay, you can do that. Should we film it and put it as bonus content? It's like conditioning in your mind. It's the one you imagine like eating a sour candy and your mouth and your brain produces that sensation in your mouth and you've gotten a haircut and got a massage so many times. Have you're, you done that? You, you looked like, like watch, close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, imagine um, I've just handed you a cut, a fresh cut lemon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now take your hand and put it in front of your face almost. This is and imagine, just try to imagine the lemon there, the okay. density of it. Imagine what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Imagine I the thickness so- of it. I- <laughs> imagine the thickness of it. Okay. Now imagine you're taking the lemon and you're putting it to your mouth. Okay. Imagine you're putting it to your mouth and you're taking that bite. Mm-hmm. And your mouth starts to salivate. You can feel the sourness of it. I'm sorry, but I get so freaked out by that. It's like a I hate this. You, I hate freaked this. out by lemons. Have you no, had sour but this kids? like thing when people are Warheads. like talking Warheads, yeah. and you know. Have, have you had ever sour patch kids or sour candies? Yeah. So you, you know, cut, your mouth kind of like salivates. But how, how? How about this? How about like hot sauce? If I just dump some hot sauce on your tongue. Do you feel imagine that like that. imagine hot sauce hitting your tongue and that your tongue's starting to burn imagine almost a fried chicken spice. stack with a little Delicious. bit of Cholula on it okay. that, so that experience makes you uncomfortable no but I just don't <laughs> she I don't I don't like when you know voice and you have to do stuff and imagination no <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay that sounded sexual but I didn't mean it like that I just no no, yeah. I think I just I don't know. It feel, just freaks you me feel out. Resistance to that kind of imagination. Yeah, probably. You don't like it. You feel resistance. That's there. But uh, like my question is, why too, the yeah. resistance? Okay, that's indifferent. Like, like I wouldn't want someone walking in on me watching an ASMR video. Even though there's nothing. Even though there's nothing. It's porn. It's porn. I swear. It's not ASMR. Even though there's nothing sexual about it, there's right. nothing. It's intimate. Yeah, there's an intimacy. Yeah, there. but it's like almost someone walking in on me, like having therapy or something. It's like a very it's an intimate. Type yeah, of thing. and I'm Tell like relaxing. I'm like about to go to sleep. Like I don't know. Imagine walking into IKEA. What does it smell like? <laughs> <laughs> Favorite place. <laughs> Can you imagine any of the, those sensations? Like just now, like what does it smell like? What does it sound like? When are you going to return the items? That you I don't think I have that. I don't think I have a great, like a great imagination. Until they break. I don't think I have a great imagination. I think you do, but I think there's a resistance. I think we should put headphones Maybe. on her and I'll do can, the wait, like, wait, ASMR we, right now. Yeah, no, we're going to do the Turkish barbershop after the episode as okay. bonus content okay. and film it and film your experience. Like, have you ever gotten a tingling sensation before? What do you mean? Like, I'm sure she has. Yeah. Like sexual? No. Oh. It's not, no, not even like. Like if someone does this like on your forehead. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So basically ASMR does that without being touched because your brain is mirroring that experience of the touch. It's like imagining oh. it essentially. Yeah. I think yeah. my brain is resistant. <laughs> or like I, I'm i really into like whisp, like whispering, like when people I, I love that, yeah. Yeah, speak a that? certain way. What you say? Yeah, it's like that, that clicky kind of noise that you just did with your like mouth. It's very like, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. I get no. I get freaked out. Stop doing it, Brian. Oh, nice. <laughs> ASMR. 
yes. I want to make an ASMR video now. Let's do that. I, r- I really want to make an it's, ASMR video. It's really fun. It actually relaxes you when oh, you're doing it. Amazing. There's a lot of people that have huge careers now on YouTube yeah. doing ASMR. Let's. Uh, do you want to try making a one minute one after this? Yes. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, when I, it sounds like you're going to. It's going to take some time to adapt to it. I think you and I, like as soon as the first time you even saw this amount, I'm like, I'm getting the tingles already. Like yeah. I felt I was like a premature tingler for a while. It was like kind of embarrassing, but now like I can last pretty long. And <laughs> yeah, you build the resistance. You, you build the resistance. And I, I like the it's videos. So fucking annoying. I like the videos that are like, this is for people that cannot get tingles yeah. and they really like step it up. Do you ever get, um, <laughs> they do. I think it's sort of the same quality, the same Daddy. quality. But are you ever sometimes watching maybe something and it starts to sort of go go blurry and out of focus, but then that out of focus sensation feels very relaxing? Have you ever had that? I, yeah, I have. Yeah, I feel or, like that's the same sort of functions working there. Yeah. Like I'll have that. Maybe I'm looking at something and like it kind of goes like a little blurry. A little like, glowy or something. A little like glowy, lights. but then to not move my eyes, it almost feels like kind of nice. Yeah. Like with Christmas lights or like twinkly lights. Yeah, yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. yeah. I think anytime you can just silence that ego or that running commentary of your mind, the default state is relaxation because that running voice kind of rips you out of the, the relaxation because it's it's work to even have to process those thoughts all the time. Mm. Mm. Amanda, welcome. Oh, no. Welcome to the podcast. I don't like when she people like are, oh, I don't like when people are whispering. Yeah. Um, guess I have like traumatic memories. That you I probably don't saw too many clown and videos, that's why. or like it. Hello, hi. So you, you, you when you hear whispering, your mind goes to like this is a horror film scenario. No, like more Frank pedophile kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's like I something pedophilic about it. Interesting. Yeah, huh. I, I can kind I of. Kind it's of just see something that, about maybe. it, and the same with. The, Oh my god, I'm gonna offend so many. What is there it? Is a, Do you want some candy? There some is sour candy. There is a specific. Um, there is a specific language that is doing a lot of lesping. You know, like that. <laughs> Wait, and what? I oh, like hate spa- that. Like, like Spanish. Yeah, like Spanish, Spain. Spa- yeah, Spain, Spanish. Wait, what? And they do a lot of, you they know, like a lot of, when yeah. they're no, talking. No so yeah, I, oh, I hate that. I hate that so much. And the everything. Like the yeah, I hate that. Like I hate like that. Something about when they do that, and I just How about really don't. Eating? It's quite subtle, though. I feel like if you hear like a real Spanish speaker from Spain, I don't know, maybe I'm just not like super sensitive to it. To me, it sounds quite subtle whenever they do it. Yeah, I know. Like, it's hard for me even to like pick up that they're... Like it causes, it gives you like the nails on the chalkboard sensation where it's like... Yeah, it's something about yeah. it. And the same when people are whispering. People what about chewing? Like, like Some people are very triggered by chewing. Maybe she's misophonia. I don't... What is that? You, I don't you, you hate miso soup? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, so that's it. I, I made a video once uh, for my... Uh, I think it was my 31st birthday. It was like... Uh, me, it was during the lockdown. I was just like eating a cake and like talking and making jokes. And this, all the comments were like, you need a trigger warning that you're like eating during this. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be eating. That's I was, ridiculous. I was, I was, That's I was, ridiculous. I was, Some people it really like. Yeah. They can't hear I mean, it. I get it. I was eating ass. But like <laughs> still. But the fact that some, like you can't when you put a. Tr- oh, um, I'm triggered if someone's speaking. Like you should I know, put a warning that he you're was speaking. Like, I, it, I know I have sensory processing disorders. I, I have like, you know, a few of them. And so. 
I mean, yeah, for some people who have like really, you know, some maybe some who's like autistic or, or yeah, you yeah, know, it can I, be like I, I get that. Triggering for them, I get that, but then at the same time, it's like everything can be is triggering to something. So yeah. it's like, morning, this video contains happiness. If you have <laughs> like, you know, if happiness pisses you off, please don't watch it. You know, I feel that like Instagram itself is it's dangerous in that sense because it's all, it's it's a first of all, it's a visual platform, right? I mean, now it's all video because it's taken on TikTok. So it's like, that's the medium. Like you should probably like, my friend hates um, seeing, she she reads photos and she, so and she can't, she delete her Instagram because it's just too overstimulating. Yeah. Seeing all these yes. photos. So like, I get that. But then if she would forced herself to be on Instagram, that would, that wouldn't make sense either, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's tricky because it's like everything you'd have to need a trigger warning. Like, yeah. Warning, I'm Jewish. Like, like, at, what, like <laughs> at what, at what point you mean? That was is real. It- yeah, well, I yeah. think, I think like, that was the thing. It like, was a big thing. Like, I am Jewish. Um, but no, I think it's my just, biggest triggers are someone laying on the horn and those uh, ambulance type of noises that shoots through me in a yes. visceral way that it feels like it's shooting my cortisol levels through the roof. It's not like, oh my God, no, I don't want to hear it. It's like, it's like ah. a panic inducing. Yeah, it, it is. It's yeah. But it's I feel really like you can't clear. be on these sort of platforms. Like, uh, there's certain triggers I think that should be there, like epilepsy, for instance. Like, that's. Oh, yeah. But then that, even that's very dangerous because just scrolling, like, um, might trigger someone's epilepsy. Even me, like, just like watching a video, then an ad kind of like the. It's very jarring. I'll, I'll tell you what I really, really don't like is when someone, maybe I'll say trigger warning now because I know I wouldn't even want to hear this, but when someone has a big <laughs> food of mouth, mouth, food mouth, of mouth. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and they organize their food shit like a mouth, when they have a big mouth of food and then they're washing it down with some kind of drink and, they and, don't chew it and they're first? creating a little uh, stew in their <laughs> mouth, I'm like, I want to die. You want that to have trigger warning? Someone just enjoying a meal? Uh, no. You swallow your food and then you have a Definitely drink. In different you don't, ways. No. You don't make pho of the mouth. You need to separate church and state and swallow that food <laughs> down with water. The, the the drink is not there to facilitate the swallowing. Oh, yes, it is though. No, they say you shouldn't even drink no, during a meal. And some say, some don't. Do you do? Do you do that? I haven't. I haven't. It feels like right. He's defending it. The thing is. Kind of the taste, maybe too. Like, like I want to like swallow it first and then like wash it down. I, I don't know. I still like taste. What about know? popcorn? I, you don't like having some popcorn in your mouth and that diet coke hitting it? No, no, I don't like that. Like, maybe throw some chocolate in there. I'm fine for having like a hot dog and a soda, but like swallow the bite of the hot dog Wait. and then have soda. You don't put the coke mixing around with pork <laughs> on, on your tongue. How do you feel about people eating soup? I have, I have trouble with it. <laughs> Do you really? Well, I don't. Why even, is that no. different? It's water and food. No. Yeah, and I I don't like I don't. Flavored. It's but intended to go. I don't together. like I don't like cereal that much. I don't <gasps> like I don't like. But I like I like dry cereal and I like milk. But I don't like it mixed. People eating like a bag of chips, like a kid eating a bag of chips in a pool. I'm gonna pull a Casey Anthony. Oh yeah, <gasps> yeah. I'm, you told me. I'm so disgusted by it. <laughs> You a told, yeah, you told warning. us that in. Wait, but I don't know how many people that eat chips. Like, in if pool. someone's like, oh, ah, I don't know, that's a thing. But it's like if you're in a pool, like a hotel pool, and there's a bunch of like barbecue chips floating around next to you. That's <laughs> never happened to me. In your hot tub, in your hot tub the other night, I felt like a piece of paper or like something on the ground. Oh, I remember. I was like, like should I bring? Yes, oh, that, that, yes, that, yes, yes, yeah. Yes. You find a bandaid at the bottom of the pool. Oh, and no. But isn't food just as gross, like floating around? Less gross than a bandaid. Yeah, ba- much less gross than a bandaid. A condom. It's, 
It's just, that's bad. That's bad. But that's interesting because I don't really fuck with like I like some soups. I don't fuck with cereal. Like anything that's like solids and liquids. Would you want like, like an ad for like cereal to have trigger warnings on it? I'm not triggered by it. I just will not eat it. I love it. That's because I don't like the, what the texture, what it does to the food. Like I love like all these no, dry cereals out of the box, but I don't fast, like the t- If you did fast, you get like the sogginess at the bottom, but the crispiness at the top and the combination of the sogginess and the crispiness <laughs> is so good. Especially if you do like Flintstone cereal, like go old school with it. Oh, Flintstone's wow. vitamins. I'll take those all day long. But <laughs> this, this thinking of like a soggy Fruit Loop. Or a soggy you Cheerio. You got earlier. You're waiting too long. You're I, pouring I, I, it. I don't mind it soggy. Like for cereal, for some reason, I don't mind it. Yeah. yeah I'm getting like triggered. Just <laughs> imagining like a soggy Cheerio on my tongue. Yeah, I don't feel it. Cheerios either. are the most insidious foods. Uh, what about like um, um insidious? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. They are. It's so interesting when people sort of like triggers and stuff like. Or their habit. Yeah, their habit. Like, it obviously is just something to do with same way you don't like whispering. The idea of like mixing solids with liquids, it makes me feel like my whole body. It's like almost puts you through an awakening of awareness. Like, wait, but then what's my body if it's solid encasing liquid? What am I doing of this? Snow sun? cones. Yes or no? Yeah, snow cones all day. Even if a dog pees on the snow, I'm like, you let's seem do it. like let's a very go. like particular person. I'm I'm not, I'm not that particular about food but he, I, had, I had a tough time with the fried chicken stuff at first because it's oh my God. the restaurant we worked at it was like uh cornbread cornbread then mashed potatoes and then like fried chicken and gravy and it's all kind of like mixed together it's all stacked on top of you. and i've like mixing th- oh my god <laughs> also i'm surprised we have not just like shivering yeah it's, it's, my boyfriend he like splits up things on his Okay, so I think like, I think he, I'm. He can't, I, he can't have stuff touching. I'm more, I'm, I'm more like him. That's different. But the stuff yeah. that has, I know. I the stuff know. that works, like tacos. I'm not like dismantling my right. taco. <laughs> but maybe that's just like conditioning because the collective consciousness has. I get where you're that. coming from. There's certain dishes I don't like because it's all mixed together. Yeah, like you you want to enjoy the flavors. Exactly. That's almost like the um. That's what even with like going to Chipotle and getting the burrito bowl. I feel like it's a bit boring. But then you told me about the the taco shell hack, and now I'm like, I love it because I can like take the bowl, put a little bit in the taco shell, eat oh, the taco, yeah. then go back to the salad it's a whole experience it's most bang for your buck i had a friend that was staying here we all know about you and your bang for the buck <laughs> <laughs> literally can, can you tell some stories after this on here so there yeah. was a friend that was staying with me and he for some reason had to blend his food he wasn't able to like process the nutrients okay and he was making like he was able he just he was making oh. like he read an article and, making ground oh. beef and vegetables or salmon dinner and putting it all in the blender and blending it and eating it okay do you guys watch? I'm a huge like fan of Bravo, the Bravo Network. Um, like, I don't watch it anymore. Okay. I have no. I go so to my mom's. Okay, there's it's trash, but I love it. So there's a show called Below Deck, and a woman um came on a boat with her wa- her jaw <laughs> wired shut. Oh. And so the chef on the boat had to literally blend all of these like five star meals into like really thin purees. She had to like strain them. And like the woman drank them and they were like, this is delicious. She was fucking eating blended oysters. Yeah, you got to do that if you get like wire it's, surgery and it's stuff. It's all the same or... thing when it's like you're chewing it in your mouth. But I guess the texture is like such a departure in your mind. It's like. But texture is so important. That's why I don't like milkshakes, which everyone else likes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No. Wait, why don't you like milkshakes? Yeah, they're so good. It, yeah, no, because of the texture. <laughs> it's horrible. 
It's horrible. Like pudding. Wait, I can, I'm, no. I'm fine with milkshakes. Yeah. I hear I mean, pudding. Pudding's like lame to me. It's like Jello kind of Je- makes me gaggy. Ooh. Jello yeah. doesn't Jello is the worst. Yeah, and, it makes me gag. All the way up to milkshake, it's not my vibe. That's so or, interesting. You like or, ice cream, like soft serve, mm, dairy cream? Also, I, can, I can eat ice cream, but I don't like it. I wouldn't prefer it. I would never walk around one day and be like, oh, I'm really craving some ice cream right now because i don't like ice really cream wow. no what? because of it it's i don't know what it like am i supposed to eat it or drink it because it's an in between <laughs> so you, you're not big on ice cream <laughs> no so I, think, I think this is what's going on with you you need um dr yes. you need the senses like clearly defined so anything that's kind of more in the realm of uh obtuse or up nuance. to interpret new nuance like sensory things your brain first wants to like sort it out so for like ice cream, it's like not in a distinct category. Your brain's like, fuck this. I'm not dealing yeah, with this. I'm, I'm Same just thing with ASMR. ASMR is eliciting these sensory responses, but it's not the traditional way from touch. So your brain's like, I don't know about this. Something. I think something like that. I think you're I think onto something. We need to get you a big ass milkshake and we need to whisper the fuck oh, into no, your ear. No, Amanda, no. have you ever tried a soup dumpling? I don't like dumplings because of the consistency. But like the, the noodle thing on the outside. Yeah. That's, yeah. Do you like soup? Yeah. Okay. If it's, but I don't like thick soups. They only have to be thin. Yeah. I'm, so okay. like, I'm the other way around. Like, I really thin. I, I prefer or, Asian soup or like a simple like tomato soup, but like chicken noodle, like so boring. I don't like how the broth is basically oh, no. like water. Well, Vietnamese is very watery uh, based. Yeah. yeah, pho is very like that. But then you go for more like Japanese cuisine, and that's more thick bases where you have mm. those like densely. Um, the, the, or even Thai uh, Thai soups like the tam tam yok and all yes. that stuff like that's the coconut curry soups and I like those. <sighs> but so as you know, I don't eat eggs because of the consistency. I can't eat egg whites. I like the, I just eat the yolk. Okay, Amanda, I mean, I want to tell you yes, really so gross. So Steve likes to eat egg usually like four to eight eggs a day, and he drinks them raw. You do that sometimes, not every oh, okay. day. How does it make you feel? That gross you out. It grosses me I mean, out. It grosses me out. It's like a snot. But but you know you know why I do it's like oh I'm gonna be like Rocky. It's laziness to cook it. Okay. And I'm like you know what I can chug down eight eggs and that sees me. Can I yeah. tell you a hack? I've never been sick from it ever. Can I tell you yeah. a hack? Yeah. I used to do this when I worked uh, at Yelp. Um, you I, you, you worked put, at Yelp. I did. Yeah. As did what? you? No. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was account executive. I fucking hate Yelp. Do you? Okay, but you're you, so you're on like the accounting part. I was just of it. sales, okay. yeah, yeah, sales. Yeah. Okay, I was just selling stuff. Okay. I couldn't control reviews or anything like that. Yeah, okay. Um, but I used to microwave my eggs. I said your ex. <laughs> I was like, you are <laughs> twisted. <laughs> it's called breaking up. You, you don't microwave, have to microwave your eggs. It takes literally one minute. You put them in a cup. I don't want anything in the microwave. End of discussion. Well, then you got to cook it on a stove. I don't know what to tell you. you. I cook eggs, too. I'll tell you a story. One time we had... <laughs> one time... Cooked an egg. I, one time I cooked an egg. No, one time my house in Hollywood was used as a filming location for a while. And Heidi Klum shot a editorial magazine cover there. And before she got there, I had made eggs. And it reeked the whole house up. And everyone was complaining. Like that burnt egg smell is... Off. Yeah, it smells like burnt hair. And yes, vile. yes. When people overcook their eggs, I'm like, you are no. Not I always feel weird when I have like twins in your oh. eggs, like two yolks. Yeah, it's always it's always it like makes you oh. feel a little. Someone posted a video of a hen um, laying eggs, but like from the camera showing it come out, and I was like, oh my god, does it come out of the <laughs> vagina? Yeah, Do, can guys lay eggs? No. no. So eggs are basically like 
equivalent like ovary. I don't understand how they're fertilized because <laughs> the eggs that we eat are unfertilized eggs. Yes, correct. But I don't understand how that works. Because so they are essential. I think you're right. I think they are ovaries. Or no, no, no. no they're they're no. eggs for, produced by their ovaries. Yeah. So but they can produce. Are we eating their period? Uh, exactly. Yeah. If, it's, if, it stays, yeah. if it stays in longer, it oh, you're right. A, a so the eggs that come out that I we gotta look this up, but I think the eggs that we eat are ones that aren't fertilized, so they're Correct. just sort of like yeah. yeah, they're the period. But then how do they fertilize it? They have to have sex first, or do they fertilize it after the egg? It has to be during. Wait, right? I'm so confused because. But you've got a chicken if, before in your eggs. That's happened to you before, right? Like an almost like a, that's never happened. You cracked an egg and it was sort of like there was a feather, like it was almost what? That's never happened to you. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Or like the yolk would change color because it was starting to grow. Into as long as it's not cereal inside, I'm good. So, so you know what? I think. You know what? I th- this chickens are insane creatures because right, like if they lay the egg and sit on it, then it incubates and becomes a chicken so there are there already are fertilized? i think you're right i think they're the equivalent of a period they're just those are the ones they're dumping and then they're having their kids they're dumping more it, it's got to be because how do you talk? i watched a video and i feel so guilty eating bacon of someone who adopted pigs they're so smart they're so smart they're so smart they're yeah. not that dirty no they're very cute they're, they're very cute until they get big then it's like why do they yeah. have such a bad rap it's just because of their shape um, well, because like they, piglets are cute, but then like they send, start to look like a barrel. They but, taste yeah. really good. But isn't it pigs that if you kill them the wrong way, they get so stressed, so they release this? That's, a, that's every animal. All oh, animals. is it yeah, all animals? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was only pigs. If you kill them, like, um, that's why one of the best ways to kill it is either um, the, oh, they have this like machine oh, that that's pushes, why. or you slit the throat. So in India, you'd be walking some of the places and you see goats that hang them upside down. Oh my God. And then they usually they'll like sort of like rub them down. Like kind of give them a massage even, and then they slit their throats, and then the blood pours down. But it's the quickest way to release the blood and less likely for them to a feel pain and be stressed out. I, I want to be a vegetarian so bad. Me too. Like I really, really <laughs> yeah. Me too. Like I think that's one of the things that maybe generations and generations from now, if the planet lasts that long, that's one of the things that we will be judged on is like the fact that we ate meat. I don't think we will. Okay. I don't I, think we will. But I'll tell you why. Because it's like the same. Like, are you going to judge a, a lion? We're well, going to judge a lion on it. Like, oh, you're more, the lion's morally wrong because. It, but are animals meat? only carnivorous because we are? What? Are animals only carnivorous because we also are? No. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> like a lion eats. It's a predator. A lion eats meat. I know, but could a lion adapt eventually to a vegetarian diet? No, it can't. Right? There's actually. I saw a lion at Veggie Grill yesterday. There's actually a whole thing with some uh, vegans uh, who uh, make their um, animals only eat diets, and like all these vets, like you can't do that. Yeah, their bodies are made to eat meat, and they're like, no, it's wrong. We're like, no, it's nature. You I know? think for humans, though, we have come into a place where we can actually. People are even making meat in labs true you know what i mean right we have i think the nutritional capabilities Mm -hmm. to not eat meat and still have like a healthy diet yes and no so i mean some people um go on vegetarian and vegan diets and they thrive a lot of people have um allergies to milk and stuff and to dairy and they do so well but other people they don't yeah they don't do well um and i think it it depends on the person depends on your ancestry too that's a huge factor in it totally um I, I hate the idea of having to kill animals. I agree with you. Yeah. But then it's like we evolved because of eating meat, right? That's they've done all research on our guts evolved, their brains evolved because we started we'd kill the animal and then we started cooking it in a fire, and that sort of brought people together around the fire 
and having sharing conversations. And then that that's how culture developed through me. Have you read Sapiens by yeah, Yuval Noah Harari? Yeah, it's a like, great book. Uh, I read all. Of, I read the Homo Deus and then the oh. One Hundred Lessons. Which one for, was your favorite? Definitely Sapiens. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, like books like that, I had trouble reading it because you read the book and it'd be like, and then Afrikaans came out of Africa. And that's what I mean. Yeah. But oh, the audio version. Oh. oh, the audio version is like, and then I don't Homo erectus okay. came out of the know. jungle, and you're like, oh, what happens next? But that's the thing. I have such a hard time with audiobooks. Well, you gotta, I like to read, and I don't like to read on my Kindle either. Which I feel that a, if you're doing audiobooks, honestly, you, you can't be doing other stuff because no. you're not focusing. So go for a walk and put an audiobook on. Okay. Mm. And but I do that with podcasts. You know what's a great? Okay, here's a great one you can do one with. Mm-hmm. Same with podcasts, right? Um, did you read? Um, uh, Matthew okay. his book. No, it's no, so read it yet. good. Red lights it? or green lights? Is it? But is that a bio? It's an autobiography. Oh. It's brilliant. I don't really, did he have a ghostwriter? He must have. He can't be yeah. that good. Okay. I mean, he didn't say if he did or didn't. But like, even Will Smith had one. He had Mark Manson um, yeah. doing his. He might have. I'm not sure. But the book itself and just the story of how he made it as an actor and all the stories and then the narration of him telling the stories and he's like, and I was there and I was. Sit in my bed and I woke up and I had a wet dream and I knew how do to you go do, to Africa. Uh, audio <laughs> books? I don't. You had a wet dream. No. That's so I'm not opposed to them by No, no. But oh. it, you yeah. just don't. Do you, okay, Brian, do you say that you've read a book if you've listened to it? Yes. Through an audiobook? Yeah, you have. You've taken I, it in. You've taken it yeah. in, yeah. I think there's certain books, like for me, a lot of um, fiction I like to, or nonfiction, I like to do audiobooks. Mm, makes because sense. I can really process it. Like Walter Isaacson's Steve Jobs book and stuff. Like I can really sit with it more and, um, it depends though. Yeah. I, I, there's nothing wrong with listening. I think you're still absorbing it. You're still imagining it. It's still words being spoken. You should feel guilty. There shouldn't be a guilt. I feel yeah, like no, 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 no. I just reading like only read people half are of it. I just, about yeah. it. Because I just, myself included. I'm, me too. I'm, I I'm learning that. Yeah. No, but it's just because I think if someone asks me that now, I haven't listened to many audiobooks, but it just feels like if you asked me, did you read that book? I wouldn't be able to say yes. I would say like, yeah, listen to it. You know yeah. what I mean? I would just, I don't know. It's just a distinction between it. Hmm. I can't, it's not like judging, but it's just, yeah. it's a different thing for yeah. me. If you read it, if you read, it a, does, it's if you not read like a movie I, script, did you watch the movie? No. No. And it's like, did you, if you, <laughs> if you listen to. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you know like, what I mean? It's you, reading versus watching. Yeah. And it's like. Listening though, no, it's different. Yeah. But like, if you listen to podcast, you didn't read it. No, I haven't. You know I what I mean? the text. That. <laughs> What are I feel do you feel like I feel like almost podcasts are almost destroying my ability to listen to an audiobook because I like the back and forth of a conversation and now when I listen to a book and it's just one-sided I'm like I don't know it just again I've never been an audiobook yeah per- person not again I told her I'm not that I'm opposed to it I just, I just no, haven't same. um but I like putting podcasts on in like the background of things mm. same because I feel like it's like I, I feel someone else who do you listen there. to do you listen to like Sam Harris at all or um, I listen to MP- NPR. Um, oh, I can't. Re- I can't even believe I can't, can't remember the name of it. The Moth. That okay. NPR oh, has. the Moth is supposed to be really good. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, American. I can't remember. I also listen to a lot of like Bravo, like reality TV okay. podcasts because they are so like satisfying to me. And I so feel like what really started the podcast movie it wasn't Joe Rogan or these people. It was really serial. You remember that? Oh yes. That's what really got people triggered. Into it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a it's a story of a uh, Asid Asa, 
Um, the guy, he's convicted of murdering his high school sweetheart and then sent to jail. And they basically were investigating if he actually murdered her. And this podcast blew up, became the most popular podcast. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Someone else, di- um, didn't they make a show on Netflix or Hulu or, or H- HBO? Yes, I think had yes. it too, what happened right? with that? Um, I think he was found not guilty. Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch it fully, yeah. but yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, um, this American Life, that's another one that I yeah. listen to. And they're, they are very much kind of like... Even, uh, I think like NPR and New York Times with their podcast, the editing is really good. So yes. like, did you listen to uh, Into the Rabbit Hole? No, I don't. It was about QAnon and all that. Oh yes, I did that one. And also HBO did that one. And Vice did one. Yeah, but this was more. It wasn't just on QAnon. It was more on how brainwashing works and had all these ex Google people um, on there talking about like the guy that invented YouTube, uh, the YouTube algorithm that sort of um, recommends stuff. He invented it so people can see more of what they like. What he didn't realize was it was brainwashing people in both directions. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, highly recommend that. I feel like the books I read, I I tend to go more towards nonfiction. I think it has to do with connected to like, I'm not doing enough for my career. Like I don't even want to allow myself to take in fiction because I feel like it's taking up space of something that could be something gi- gi- giving me something knowledgeable. So I'll read nonfiction and then I'll like take notes on it. You know, the type of stuff I read. It's And it's, there's definitely a part of reading fiction where it's, opening up new neural synapses for imagination and creativity. And that's and it's honestly about, more powerful than just learning facts. And it's also about generating empathy, yeah. like reading other. I think that's why writing is so incredibly powerful and in like books in general, like you are basically placing yourself into like another person's like existence yeah. and like that's, that's, such that's a great actually way that's a really good point sort of with them in a sense you can like hearing their perspective it's like a book almost like it's the the ultimate way in a sense to sort of live forever yeah is to write a book because anyone can read that and understand your thinking and, and yeah. processing and um have you read um matt big magic Mm-mm. no never heard of that uh it's um eat pray love what's her name oh i know who you're talking about i don't know um, i don't know the author's name uh, i know who you're talking what's her about. name it's julia roberts is no yeah <laughs> I was thinking that too. I'm like, wait, Julie Roberts did not write I really want to get, I, I hate writing. It's a strong word and I don't want to. I think I, I'm slightly dyslexic. I struggled with it uh, when I was in school. So it always seemed like yeah. a chore, but I, I, I do journal. But sometimes when I'm journaling, I will judge myself. And I'm like, you sound like a five-year-old. Or I'm worried someone's going to find my journal and then read it back. So I'll try to write bigger, like, use bigger words and try to write more coherently. Why, coherently. why do you dyslexic think you are? <laughs> ways to make a dyslexic person do you do like free writes where you literally yes okay, i do stream like of conscious 10 minutes okay yeah, yeah. I'll try i to feel like those th- are really helpful they're super helpful because then you kind of go back and you're like oh wow especially if you go back like a couple weeks of doing that you're like i didn't even realize i'm stressing over some issue so right. much i wasn't even consciously like would you ever would you ever want to teach like creative writing or journalism and go, go that path eventually um, uh, I don't know. Maybe I really loved my creative writing teacher. I took a course with UCLA, um, and the teacher was so cool. And I was like, I want to be that cool, but I don't know if I have the capacity to do that. Maybe uh, once you have your own children, if you want to go that I path, I don't want uh, kids. Well, maybe when just as you, <laughs> as you, you know what I mean. Like in your forties, you might feel differently. I actually yeah. sat in on a, a middle school, and they were learning like all about like OnlyFans and Christopher Columbus, and I thought it was great. The essentials. 
the essential, <laughs> yeah, the very important things of it's life. It's so interesting how like what we learned in history class and stuff is very different at most schools now. And it's like a lot of what we learned is not even true anymore. Like Christopher Columbus didn't discover America. No, There's no Columbus Day anymore. They got rid of it? Well, it's now it's called Indigenous Peoples Day. No, I'm pretty sure they're doing both. I think Steve might be right. Really? I, I think, think it, so, yeah. They replaced it with that because it. he came over here and, and fucking slaughtered everyone. A land that was already discovered. And this was all for spices. Well, not only that. We um, had paprika in the cabinet, Chris. <laughs> it was also, uh, the Chinese apparently came here before he even came here. They found ships um, on the coast of California. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so they came from the other side. Uh, I presume. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Christopher Columbus wasn't even the first one here. No. Well, Native Americans, but then... There was even other explorers before him. He was just the most like, this is my land. I think there was even other... Yeah. Wasn't like Vasco da Gama and like other... I don't know. Internet Explorer was here first. <laughs> it's been a lot going Internet on. Explorer. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it depends how far I you think, go back. I think definitely like probably the only thing that's not changing in schools are like math. That's pretty much stays the same, but... Oh, so well. Yes, quantum physics didn't even exist, I think, when I was in middle school. Did it? You were learning about quantum no. physics in middle <laughs> yeah, school? Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> like, they teach that now in high school. You would learn about that. That wasn't even an option in my high school. Yeah, and no. a lot of quantum physics, you have to put aside most of what you learn in normal math. Like normal how things equate and equations. You have to be like, cool, this is how these things work. And I'll set that aside because this is going to contradict that. I also think that, I mean, one of the huge cornerstones of science is that it is essentially always evolving. Mm -hmm. And they're always, you know, scientists are always happy to admit, not happy to admit, but they will admit <laughs> if, some, if something is wrong, but, yeah. then, but then change it, which is such like a, I don't think it's, it, it's, it's slightly scary, but also just like a kind of a reassuring feeling that like, you know, they're never satisfied with an answer and you, right. we're always learning Looking more for better. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. I think it's, it's super important. And even, um, um, like you look back and like back in the day of like Galileo, right? He was in prison for his beliefs about science and not being the way that they currently thought. Yeah. Usually nowadays that doesn't happen. Sometimes maybe it can. But like I think what's good about science is that sort of like it's always questioning itself. Yeah. And it's always changing. It's always evolving. And yeah. It's not like it's fact until it's not. Yeah. <laughs> in a sense. There's this especially nowadays there's like a science industry where – there's vested interest in having the science say one thing or another for financial purposes for certain entities. But I think as long as we put like the actual facts and science well, above it, that, it can evolve in a truthful it's, way. It's tricky because like I remember an article came out where of all these studies about fish oil for men and they found that it actually led to prostate cancer. Because of the mercury? I'm not sure why. Um, I don't remember. I don't think it actually was the mercury though. I think oh, it was okay. another factor, but only in men and not in women. Interesting. But then I read that another study just came out about how like fish oil uh, mixed with vitamin D is really great for heart health. So I'm like, well, which is it? You know, yeah. like, is it going to kill me? Or like, so you can always find articles sort of going to, in both to directions. To confirm your your bias essentially, right? That Which is also another tricky thing. Like yeah, all of these exactly. you know, people, yeah. information bias, they find yeah. information that confirms their beliefs rather yeah. than what's the truth. And it's a problem. Yeah. Do you think it's because men are just predispositioned to have prostate cancer more than women do you think that was maybe um, why I, I don't know there's certain um i mean it goes for a lot of drugs like yeah. i remember um my uh, my brother works in um pharmaceuticals and oh, okay. we we're talking about like how certain people like of color are more um receptive to certain drugs so they like it can be like if you're um like ashkenazi jewish 
there's certain drugs that might affect you more. Or if you're, uh, if you're black, there's certain drugs, you have a higher rate of getting a certain disease from this drug based on your ethnicity. Um, and like it, a lot of it just goes back to genes, sort mm-hmm. of where you came from. And a lot of it, we just I mean, don't it's know. blood, Evolution, it's blood yeah. types and then understanding the full spectrum of DNA from different, uh, parts of the world and off the world that we all have within us that we're not really there yet but i think that what contributes to a lot of are you referencing aliens yeah because <laughs> like yeah. look look even with like what's are going you in aliens yes. should we talk about aliens should we i want to i, I want to bring up the anunnaki and zachariah sitchin have you read any of his books no so he talks about the origins of humans and basically he says we um originated there was this extraterrestrial civilization known as the anunnaki who came from this uh planet called lyra and they came here and they mined for gold because gold like supercharges dna and creates balances atmospheres and creates worlds and they came here and at that point uh homo erectus which is also my name on grinder they were (laughs) they were they were here um like neanderthal cavemen were here and the anunnaki needed like somewhat of like a helper slave race to mine for gold for them and they uh, merged their anunnaki uh, extraterrestrial dna with homo erectus and that's what created us that's the origin story that he proposes. I like stoned he ape proposes. theories. I like that story better. Stoned ape? Yeah. You ever hear that one? No. Basically, um, that like apes and Neanderthal apes basically accidentally started doing magic mushrooms, like eating it as it was growing. And then their I've brains heard of this. started developing. Again, so these are theories, you know, their brains started developing and they got smarter and sort of more creative and thinking abstractly. And that's when we start seeing the first. Uh, caveman paintings okay. that appeared. But also, when, going back to but, your point, okay, we wait. don't know. So, according to that theory, yeah. the monkeys ate mushrooms. Yeah, magic mushrooms. So, yeah, fungus. Fungus. Which are... It's been around for yeah. forever. And, and then we became people. But over, like, millennia. <laughs> like, like, like so much time. We're talking about, like, hundreds of thousands that, of years of eating this constantly. I think, I think they, they, they evolved naturally up until cavemen. And maybe the mushrooms and everything were ingested. But the way we came in our form now, where we're homo sapien and we can manifest reality. And we can do a lot of things that a monkey can't. That was because of the Anunnaki. That's what the... A lot of things, the, though, we're, we're very similar if you look at, like... Um, like, but I think bonobos is our closest relative. But in terms of human empathy and stuff, like there was one famous, I don't know, I forgot, I think Jane uh, Goodwell, I think it was with her and um, uh, one of the, uh, I forget if it was a, a gorilla or I think it was a gorilla, had a pet cat. And they, they were able to teach gorilla sign language. I don't know if you've seen this, right? They can learn very basic sign language at the level of a four-year-old. And she, she had a sign to her that the cat got hit by a car. And the gorilla just, like started crying oh. and like, was so sad. This is a gorilla. That's and so it's like cute. we didn't realize like we they had this capacity, yeah. right? Um, but going back to that, we still even in Sapiens, I think he dresses Neanderthals a bit, but we don't actually know what happened. Yeah. Right? There yeah. was this there was two different species of of Homo uh not sapien, homo Homo erect uh, Homo uh, Homo. <laughs> there's two all, there's two theories of homos out there. Um, <laughs> um, it's two fags in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, there's the Neanderthal and then there was Homo erectus, which we came from. Yeah. yeah. And they they both were operating at the same time. So some of us Cro Magnon. Some of us like interbred and stuff, but essentially the Neanderthal died, died out. Off. And we don't know why. And they were they were not as intelligent as we were. But people have Neanderthal in the genes, and you can see this now with 23andMe. Yeah. What percent you are in certain yes. groups of people are more percent <laughs> Neanderthal. If you look, if you look back of records of ancient times with like 
wall paintings and the hieroglyphs and everything, you'll actually see the Anunnaki or these very tall figures depicted. You've seen it in like ancient Egyptian yeah. hieroglyphs and everything. And we even learned about She's that. She's laughing over Neanderthals over here. Sorry. What part? <laughs> She's imagining some people walking yes, around like you like look at them and you're like, oh, you definitely have some I just, Neanderthal. I just yep. see my test results coming back being like, you're You've 50, never done it? You are the father. Swedish and 50% Neanderthal. It's crazy because, like, if you go back to like no. you know this race and all this, well, we, we all kind of go back to the same per- like place. We all I, yeah. came from that. So, like, we you know you could be you're Swedish now, and I'm American, and then uh, or I'm Jewish, and I have this sort of bloodline, and you have maybe Swedish Nordic bloodlines. Viking. Well, over time, there probably won't be a Sweden at some point. There won't be America, hopefully not. But you know, give it a millennium, there'll be some other new state, right? I'll see you on March. <laughs> on Mars or in March? March. Oh. <laughs> I'll see you on March. March. Um, I don't know where I was going with that thought, but um, yeah, yeah it's it's, far it's enough, always it's all a, the same. It's always evolving. Fast forward hundred years, the bloodlines are going to change. Yeah, yeah. So it's but it's kind of weird when you do. Have you done twenty three me yet? I haven't. It's just interesting to see what you are, like what percentage you are we, and stuff. We bought yeah. my mom a 23andMe for for Christmas because we wanted her to like go back to where she came from. But she, uh, <laughs> she, she she's American. Damn it. We, we didn't know. She's like, I don't know. Neanderthal. What, Sicily? Like what is that? No, she's from Portugal. That was just a, oh, right, was just right, a dumb right. joke. Uh-huh. She wanted to go back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom. It's like, an interesting <laughs> conversation. Um, it is. but And we can... Continue. Oh, Amanda's ending it. Amanda's ending it. No, Amanda's going. We could talk about this forever. Is this a thing where you're like, okay, how do we end this? Is that like? Yeah, usually I try to end it when I like kill on a joke. Like if everyone laughs, like okay, that's a force to give. Okay, that's it. That's it. No, but and yes, Ryan, you're right. We can talk about this. Oh, I didn't say that. No, no you, we, said that. you said it was a very interesting conversation. And I said, yes, we can talk about this. Amanda all day, has but plans. We, Amanda has plans Amanda. for after this. What are you, you going to do? Why do you have the Uber app open? <laughs> no, she's like, I'm like, do I? Um, no. Where can people find you and find your, find your work? Oh, um, thank you. I like that subtle plug. Yeah, um, yeah that's. Um, yeah, you can find, you know, some of my bylines on HuffPost. Com. Um, also keep an eye out for the book club that I'm launching. Again, that's called HuffPost Bookish. That's awesome. Um, yes. And then my uh, social media is dirigible underscore plum. What does dirigible mean? How I, do you spell until that? You just, until you just said that, I thought it was dirigible every time I saw it. So I you like, spell it D-I-R-I-G-I-B-L-E. Um, and dirigible is basically something that can like fly on its own accord. It's like a weather or a plane bird? or something or a bird yeah is like a, considered a dirigible interesting would yes. an akanaki be a dirigible 100 percent. okay yeah you know i brought up the anunnaki on a date one time and uh it ended the date he, Wait, c- what do you mean why was he like a religious person i don't even think he, if he was religious but he was um he worked for like a tech vc firm and he's talking about virtual reality and i hear like reality i'm like all right that's my cue to like <laughs> sh- shift into what i want to talk about like i don't came here to talk i don't want to talk about oculus like i want to talk about like our history and all that and uh i brought it up and then he's like yeah i don't think uh we came from the anunnaki and then he like closed out the check and left I'm just like, Anunnaki Naki Roomba. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone, that's been another episode of Three People on a Couch. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.